For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Kids in New Jersey win their playoff game? They did not, unfortunately. Oh, what? <clears throat> the South River Seahawks did not get it done. But I'm still proud of them. They faced their fears, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that team, they got after them pretty good earlier in the season. And so, you know, they had some little – Maybe nervousness or right excitement going into this game, but my, my boy said they settled down quite well. That's good. And the first series, they forced a fumble. Perfect. Was it the baddest man in, on the defense who did it? My boy forgot which one said it, so he he can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm guessing. <laughs> Let's pretend it is. Why yeah. not? Yeah, so, keep the perfect streak alive. It's like five for five now, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, look, just like the real Seahawks, or not the the, the pro Seahawks, I should say, uh, you can't win them all, you know? Um, it's just important if you went out and played a better game or improved from last time or – and when your kids, you know, have fun doing it, right? They did. And um, so my boy was very proud of them. I'm proud of them. They went out there. They gave it their all. They even, I think, at halftime, the last time they played these guys at halftime was like 35 nothing. Wow. It was 12 nothing at half. They fumbled in their own red zone to to actually allow one of the touchdowns. So yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate, but proud proud of you guys. If you're out there listening, I doubt you are, but whatever. <laughs> hey, you never know. 12 to nothing at halftime. That's better than the the pro Seahawks did last weekend. So yeah, it was it was a rough one. Like I said, just a strange, strange weekend all around. I mean, my 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 Trojans. You know, I know you don't like talking about them, but no, no, we can talk about them. Hey, what? What do you mean? We can talk about them. I'm fine. I know they don't get much love from you. That's okay. Uh, My Huskies don't get much love from you. I, I mean, how ironic is that, though? I'm up here. Yeah. You know, and I, I root for the LA team, and you're down in LA, and you root for the Seattle team. <laughs> well, that's how it goes. But uh, yeah, they came back and they won. And uh, I've said it many times. It was the big play of the day didn't occur in LA in the Coliseum. It occurred in Bellevue, Washington, when I switched my jersey to a Jeff Trapanier gold throwback hoops jersey. And we get 14 points, win 28-27, you know? Fight on, baby. Yeah. So I tried to do that same magic with the Hawks. Uh, but like, like I said, it was just a weird day to start out with. I did a radio show, and I was telling you, which you probably had no idea why I was saying this, but I was texting you, DJ Chark, do, 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 DJ Chark, do. Yeah, I, I couldn't understand. Like, DJ Chark had a good play, but. he Oh, he had a great game. He had like 150. Yeah. But why you couldn't understand was because I thought I clicked add to the team. I thought it was done right before I jumped on the radio show. Uh-huh. And the first play we see in red zone, 75-yard touchdown, DJ Chark. And you're excited. Oh, I was losing it. I was like, and I'm telling everybody. And then one of my friends in the league, like, yo, you didn't pick him up. No. And I was like, fuck. What happened? He's on the waiver wire or something? I think, I think he was 
I think it was just add. It wasn't like a waiver claim. So, okay. but um, I don't know if I didn't do it in time or oh. what. Like I said, just a weird day. Oh. And uh, and then it, it you know went right into into the Hawks. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Let, let's get to our opening here. Check this out. I figured out a way where you can even hear it. Here we go. Let's start the show. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. He's going to throw down the middle. Come on, come on. That's great football now. 35 40, down the far sideline. We got to climb, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go on. Are you kidding me? Let's go. 110, touchdown, Seahawks. It's the Seahawks. It was early. I was so excited. I was early. It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I'm Seahawks super fan Brett Davern, and he is former Seahawk himself, Lofa Tatupu. Lofa, you mentioned it. It was a weird weekend, a weird football weekend, and uh, our Seahawks were not victorious in upstate New York. They fall to the Buffalo Bills 44-34 to in a game that I think we both thought would be tough for them. Um I actually predicted that they'd lose the game and then they did. So that's the last time I'm going to do that. Maybe I don't want, I don't like it when that happens. Um, but you thought they'd win in a close one. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it was, a, it was a frustrating game. How, how are you feeling in general? We'll break down the whole game beat by beat, but how are you feeling in general? It was tough. It was tough to watch, um, you know, carried right over into Monday. <laughs> I felt like I was out there playing. Like, yeah. That's how, you know, because when we, we closed the gap to 27, 20, you know, I was like, oh, this is just what we do. And this is where other teams fall apart. But that didn't happen this time. And, and you know, so that was uh, it was new. It was a new feeling for us. Yeah, it seemed like you this one hit you harder than the loss to the Cardinals did. It did, because I think it's just I don't believe they're a better team. I'm sorry. You know, uh-huh. I know. I've, yeah, and I know everybody's like, oh, well, they just, you know, embarrassed you guys, so to speak, you know, throwing for 400 yards. But they're not the better team. Uh, they had a better day. You know, hats off to them. Josh Allen did play, you know, phenomenal football. But um, I don't know. It didn't, I still wasn't worried until that final second ticked off the clock. And I was like, oh, wow, we're really not going to win this game. That's when it kind of hit me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we're just so used to Russell magic, you know, at the end. And and for some mm-hmm. reason, the Seahawks are always able to make it a game at the end, even even when they're down by a lot of points. So I think we all have that faith. But I don't know, man, once they went up 41 to 20 or whatever it was. And like I said, we'll break it all down. But once that happened, I, I, I don't know. I even I was just like, it's, it's not going to happen today. And I think there's a lot of reasons as to why. And we will get into those very shortly. But before we do, let me remind you that our sponsor is betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Lofa, you ever throw money down on sports now that you're now that you're not in it in a professional capacity anymore? You ever do? No, it? no, no, I never do either. I don't, but I do wager in like casinos and things and online betonline.ag also has an online casino where you can put down wagers or you can make all the usual sports wagers and crazy prop bets on the draft or ways that teams will score first and all kinds of stuff on there. So go to betonline.ag, use our promo code believe that's B L E A V to get all of the welcome bonuses at betonline.ag. All right, Lofa, can you win the game in the fourth quarter? Oh, God, yes. really? <laughs> but can you lose the game in the first quarter 
Yes, man. No, no, you're wrong. Ay, ay, ay. They spot the Bills 17 points in the first quarter, 17 to nothing coming out of the first quarter, and they lose the game by 10, man. So, I, I look, I get that you need to finish the game strong, but I think you need to start the game strong too, and they certainly did not in this one. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And Buffalo, you know, credit to them, they finished that game. They outscored the Hawks uh, 17-14 in that, in that final frame. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it is what it is, man. They didn't. We didn't lose this game in the first quarter. We didn't help ourselves, like you always like to point out. But <laughs> we certainly did not lose this in the first quarter. Well, let's let's go through it here, man. I mean, you know, the first quarter wasn't great for the Seahawks. The offense really couldn't get anything going, and the defense was giving up a lot of yards. Albeit they were on the field quite a bit, but I mean, they are the the the. 32nd ranked pass defense in the league coming into the game. They'll definitely be that going out of the game. And it really showed, dude. I mean, the Bills get the ball, that opening kickoff, they almost ran it back. And then three plays later, they're already in the end zone. What what were you thinking right off the bat? Um, I still wasn't, you know, I know we were texting back and forth, like what just happened because it did happen quick. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't wasn't scared, wasn't nervous. Uh, now, when they came back the second time, and I don't think they even ran the football, maybe Allen might have scrambled on one play in those first two series, but they didn't actually hand it off. That's when I was like, all right, what is going on right now? And as we heard from the coaches, it's a, a team that just ran for 200 yards. You're expecting them to come out and establish the run. Right. You know, even though it's a strength that we have on our defense, if it's your strength, you know, at some point, especially if we, if we took that pass away, they would have to just hand it off, you know, 40, 50 times. But that didn't happen. And, yeah. um, you know, it was yeah, – uh, it, it, It's surprising to hear Pete was surprised, though, a little bit, right? I mean, uh, you're the 32nd ranked pass defense in the league. They're certainly going to throw the ball on you. I, I kind of find it hard to believe it was that much a surprise. No, that – the reason <laughs> – a lot of teams haven't just come out the gates like just thrown. We have given up a lot. Nick Mullins put up 250 in a quarter in the second half, right? Like really a little over through a quarter and a half. Uh, but it's, you know, to for a team, especially Josh Allen has not been playing great as of late. You know, uh, they've even won a couple games in spite of his, his play with that run game. So I was equally – bewildered if you will (laughs) that they were going to come out and try to just chuck it 50 times well even though they were throwing it all over the field and scoring points the Seahawks had their chances you know our first offensive drive we go three plays and out so that wasn't great but then the second offensive drive Russell takes some 10 plays all the way down towards the end zone and then ends up throwing a pick in the red zone again which he's thrown a couple lately I think um he has what five turnovers in the last three games or at some point in this game did have that many turnovers in the last three games. So, uh, you know, Russ, I don't know. He's being careless with the ball, trying to do too much. Um, you know, uh, cause if he, if they score there, they're only down 14 to seven. It's a lot more, uh, you know, it's a lot more different game at that point. Yeah. It was uh, fourth and one, I believe, you know, they we rolled out so it gives him an opportunity to try to pick it up with his legs they were prepared for it and rushed their outside defender i don't know if it was a backer or a safety or a dm but he came straight up the field to cut off russ it's like they knew what it was gonna what our options were gonna be and um, at that point russ is just trying to make a play 
you don't want to see it, but I don't really fault him. I can't, it's hard for me to fault the guy right now that just threw for 390, two touchdowns, uh, rushed for one, right? I think he, yeah, he had the QB sneak. It's, you know, you don't like the two interceptions and the two fumbles. Uh, fumbles, that's protection issue, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, one, maybe he held on to the ball a little too long, but the other one, clear off the corner um, and, and you know, big hit. He got hit 16 times. No, I understand. But let's talk about this one play, though, in particular. This interception, the first one they threw, because it's on a fourth and one. A little bit later in the game, he's going to sneak it one yard and pick up that yard, pick up a touchdown. I On a fourth and one, you're rolling him out. It's in the red zone. It's a compact area. It just feels like sometimes with this team, when you want them to run it, they throw it and try to, and sometimes it gets picked off. And when you want them to uh, what, uh, run it, then they throw it. When you want them to throw it, they run it. I mean, there's a fourth and one there. It wasn't fourth and goal. Why not just pick up the one yard and, and live to play another four downs there quickly on a sneak or on a short run or on something like that? What's up? I mean, you say it's like that easy to convert uh, a fourth down. <laughs> like, it's not easy to convert. I'm just saying, why roll out the team and and do kind of a play that takes a while to develop on such a short yardage situation in a compact zone? I'm just asking the question. No, it's usually a high percentage play. You know, running back fast to the flats, Russ rolls out. He should have them. They took it away. And not only that, Russ's next option is to run and go get one yard. And yeah. when Russ was like, oh, wow, I can't get that either. Now he's just buying time, and that's what he was doing. And then, yeah, oh, floating, floating. Once that play broke down, it didn't look good from there. As soon as it breaks down, I mean, the only chance you really have is looking for Metcalf and just throwing a jump ball. But because uh, I don't know, he's not going to outrun that whole defense, mm-hmm. you know, with everybody now breaking through the uh, the passing, the pass rushing lanes. So he was really in a predicament, and you know, he got tried to do the best he could. It didn't come out. So the ball. In that situation, the ball goes what another fifteen yards? What were we on the four or five or something like that? Yeah, so it's get like, it on the twenty because it was get it on the twenty. Yeah, I mean it's not the end of the world, uh, even though you believe the game can be won in the first quarter. Well, I dude, I just don't know. I don't. It's just just pick up the yard. It you don't have to get into the end zone there. It's not a like if 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 it was fourth and goal and he kind of throws that one just hoping for something to happen. I really don't have too much of a problem with it because he's got to try to make something happen. Yeah. Cool. Fourth and one, pick it up and, and, and keep, you know, moving forward in your offense. But um, they, they go to the second quarter though, down 17 to nothing. And uh, you know, quickly Russell takes the uh, eight plays right down the field. And then that's when he sneaks it for the one yard across the goal line. And it's almost felt like Russell. I mean, I've never seen him sneak it. I can't remember a time when he's uh, sneaked it or snook yeah. it. I'm getting confused on the, <laughs> the lingo here. But um, it kind of felt like Rus- that was Russell just saying, I'm going to just do this. Watch this. I mean, I don't. I almost think he just did that on his own or something. I, fans have been asking for it forever. I don't know why they don't do it more often. Lofa, please tell me, why don't they do this more often? It's yeah, so- I don't know. I mean, I've, I've thought the same too. I mean, he's, he's a big dude. He's 215, 220 pounds. Um, he's bigger than a lot of QBs. Yeah. And I don't know why. He's already taken 18 hits a game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Russell. He, 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 if he's somewhere listening, going like, I don't want to take any more. But, uh, and well, the Bills get the ball back. They go five plays. They score a touchdown. The Seahawks then get it back, go nine plays, do a field goal. 
the Bills uh, then miss a field goal before halftime, and it's 24 to 10 at halftime. And right then, you're still thinking we're going to come back a 14-point deficit, uh, nothing when Russ is cooking. Is that is that the thought there? Oh, absolutely. Um, I did, just like I did the day before, I did a jersey change, right? Oh, okay. And so I went and put on my Walter Jones, Hall of Famer Walter Jones game jersey. Yeah. I'll send you the picture after. Nice. All right. And and we started to come back. So again. Well, know. hold on a second, because the first offensive drive of the second half, they go three plays and then Russell fumbles it, which is the uh, second turnover of the game for the MVP candidate. And it was like, oh, because we had the ball in the second half, man, we it, we had a real opportunity there to close the gap and, and he doesn't take care of it. And what were you saying was the keys to the game? I was uh, going to be zoned in on the turnover battle. Um, that's the only time I really believe that's the only time the team has a chance against us. Yeah. Um, saw it in Arizona, saw it here again, where it's ugly head and, and actually affect the, uh, the outcome in terms of score and point yeah. differential. So yeah. Some, we got to really, just got to tighten up. Yeah. But to your point, then we had a pretty good third quarter because the bills, we, we hold them to a field goal on their next drive. Then we get the ball back, go 11 plays and DJ Dallas scores. And we should pause here and, and talk about DJ Dallas. Cause I thought he looked great in that game. And man, I, they, in my opinion, they should feed him more than, than maybe Travis Homer or some of the other guys. Cause DJ Dallas looks really good. Yeah. He's good, strong. Um, like I said, he could do every, Everything you need out of a running back, he does it all well. So um, would love to see him more involved in the game plan. But I don't know. It's uh, when you go down a couple scores, that that mindset of, okay, we're going to throw because that way we're not chewing up clock, you know, for moving the sticks. Because I know a touchdown, that sounds great and all, but if you waste seven, eight minutes of the clock, it's, you know, just more opportunities. You need more opportunities that way. So yeah, I understand why he didn't get as many, but I would have liked to have seen them maybe when things didn't go great in the first quarter, implement a little more run and see if we had anything there. Yeah. Well, we're getting to the, the, the crucial sequence of the game or what to me was the crucial sequence of the game, because after DJ Dallas scores the touchdown, the bills go three plays and punt, they give us the ball back. And I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, and we go five plays. We get a field goal out of it. We kind of, you know, we lose lose our kind of forward momentum there. But but we get a field goal, and it's twenty seven to twenty. And I'm thinking, here's our chance, right? But the Bills get the ball back. They go nine plays. They score a touchdown on a one yard run with Zach Moss. But the 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 point of that drive, or the the sticking point for me, was on a third and nine. Jamal Adams gets penalized for an illegal contact on a third and nine, but not just on a, on a third and nine, a third and nine where Ryan Neal sacked Josh Allen. And they, you know, it wasn't even like Josh Allen threw the ball and it wasn't completed because of Jamal Adams's illegal contact. Like Ryan Neal bust through and sacked Josh Allen and we were coming off the field, but of course the penalty keeps him on the field and they go down to score that touchdown. Russ then throws the interception. They then score again right away. And before you know it, it's 41 to 20. I mean, am I right in thinking that that right there is kind of the sequence that, that sort of led to us losing this game ultimately? It was a, it was a tough play to stomach, you know, and you know, that's very, 
depressing or defeating as a defense when you're like, okay, we finally got off the field. Yeah. You know? And so I know that the offense felt it too. They're like, Oh, we're gonna get the ball back. And so when that happens, yeah, it sucks, but you gotta, you know, you gotta bow up and, and get back out there. Was there also, what was, wasn't there a third and 16 though? That to me was where we not lost the game, but where, okay. Probability of winning this game. Just, you know, when they do those metrics. Yep. 1%, 99 bills, 1% us. And um, yeah, it was third and 16 quick screen. We were bringing pressure. Pressure was getting to them. Uh, seven sacks. Thought Carlos Dunlap looked amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and then even Jamal looked, you know, a sack and a half coming off the edge. Wags another one, KJ. So there was, um, I thought maybe we waited a series too long to apply the pressure. But again, it goes back to if I'm a coach and I'm calling the game, I'm like, okay, they just threw it all over us. Now the odds would say they're going to go back and try to establish the run now. So that's why we didn't apply the pressure right away in the first quarter, you know? So um, it was, you got to give credit to that's coaching staff and those players in Buffalo. They did a tremendous job all around, you know, not just the, the plays that were called to prevent us from making plays, but also the execution. And that's more of, of what happened. Yeah. Well, when the game got to 41-20, we got the ball back. We go three plays. Russ makes a beautiful throw to David Moore on the run. Just vintage Russell Wilson scrambling around, exits the pocket to his right, and then just, I mean, it's, it looks like a baseball throw. He looks like a shortstop uh, fielding a ground ball. And then that, you know, that throw on the run to first base, he just, man, he flicks that wrist. And before you know it, it's, I don't, I don't even remember how many yards it was. 65, I think, at least, yeah, on, on the run. Amazing, amazing throw by him. And, you know, with that quick score, even there, when it, you know, it was 41 to 20, but then they score so quickly there with David Moore that I thought, you know, again, we were just thinking, well, here we go, you know, yeah. it's time. Um, he also, by the way, Russ also had that amazing throw much earlier in the game where he was falling down and like sidearm whipped it. Yeah, that was a, like frisbeed it, I think they said on the broadcast. That was a that was a good play too. But um, then the Bills, they go three and out. They punt. And again, we're thinking, here we go. But then Russ uh, and the boys get the ball back. They go three plays and, and Russell fumbled it. And that this one for me was, you know, look, hey, I'm just a guy on my couch. So it's hard to say, hey, this one's on Russ or whatever. Like I never put quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. So I get how hard it is. But this was the one where you could just tell they were coming. They were sending everybody. He needed to find someone fast. He held on to it. Guy came off the edge and just, I mean, blew him up and took the ball from him at the same time. It was a great play by the defender. Yeah. AJ Klein came scot free off the edge and he made a, he made a football play. Yeah, man. It's like a, uh, like a defensive hat trick sort of, right? Like sack forced fumble and recovery. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah, so then the Bills get the ball back. They go four plays. They kick a field goal, which makes it 44-27, and then we tack on the late touchdown to DK Metcalf, which my fantasy team is thankful for, but it doesn't really help us out with the final score being 44-34. to um, And, you know, they run the clock out there. And, uh, yeah, man, it just it felt like we as fans and the team and players – we all believe that they can sort of just hit this button and and come roaring back. And maybe it's a good thing in the long run that they found out that they can't necessarily do that all the time. And hopefully it has them buckle down in future games earlier. Is that, is that what we're hoping for here? Yeah. You know, but um, I'd also like to see just 
I don't in terms of the pass defense, right? We're getting more rush, whether we're creating it or Dunlop's gonna supply it and then hopefully snacks too. Yeah. But I might where where's Demarius Randall? I mean, that guy can cover, I believe, anybody. He uh, he's big, fast, strong, plays, he's an experience at corner and safety. And with the way Dunbar was, it looked like Dunbar was hurting, like, you know, the knee or the injury they're talking about. Like, and, you know, I give him a lot of respect for just gutting it out because I've been there before and it sucks when you can't move, but you know, you, you need, you need to go for the team as best you can. It's, um, yeah, it's brutal, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'd like to see Demarius Randall. I don't know where he's been. Would love to see him in the mix. Yeah, well, because it just feels like through, you know, the glory years of the Seahawks, which, which were just a few years ago, all the Super Bowl years, it, it felt like, you know, not only was a great defensive line, obviously, and they had a great rotation, and then, you know, you got the Legion of Boom behind them, but both complemented each other. It was, if the pass rush wasn't getting there, the secondary was covering up so well that it gave the pass rush time to get there. Or the pass rush would just get there so fast that the Legion didn't really have to do anything sometimes. But I just feel like, you know, they just, they were able to kind of work in tandem really well. And, uh, you know, this time it just, it, it just, I don't know, man, he was finding open people all over the place. I mean, he was over 80% for the game completion percentage, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, but you're absolutely right. It goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, as phenomenal as the, the Legion of Boom was. You got Cliff Averill, you got Michael Bennett, Meebane, Clint McDonald, uh, and then towards the later years, Frank Clark, right. uh, Chris Clemens, you know, multi, you know, 10, uh, double-digit sack guy. Here. Um, so it, there was no shortage of rush back in the day. And, um, and now it's just – it's been a little more challenging up front. Well, where do we go from here, man? I mean, can offense win championships? We're going to find out, right? Unless, unless something happens, you know, soon. Um, I don't know. I, I've been all my radio interviews since I didn't get Kerrigan. I'm out there leaking Clay Matthews' name, just, <laughs> trying, to, just trying to get anything going, right? So, uh, Michael Bennett, come back. Uh, just, you know, how do your knees feel? Come on. You and Clay are about the same age, aren't you? Me? Yeah, how do your knees feel? Let's get you out there. I feel great, but I play middle linebacker, Chief. We don't need a middle linebacker. We you know, we need a I'm rush end. Well, you you can't come around the end with a swim move. I mean, I doubt it. I mean, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not with that attitude. I'll tell you that much. But, yeah, come on. But uh, <laughs> no, you want someone who's got you know 80, 90 sacks. Like I think Clay is what eight sacks away from from yeah. a, the century mark. Well, have you texted him? Um, I had someone text him. And what did he say? I don't know. I'd probably take a little too much money right now. And we're, we are under a, a cap restriction, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So, so maybe I'm holding out hope that like we get maybe a month left and yeah. Michael Bennett and, and Clay just say, Hey, you know what? I'd love to go get another ring. Yeah, sure. And that's really what it's about, right? Yes. Yeah. And so maybe that will excite them enough to say hey uh, i'll take a uh, vet minimum and let me just go get after the you know the pat of the quarterback yeah the older i get as a seahawk fan i realize that these regular season games are just warm-ups for the playoffs with this team because with pete carroll and with russell wilson we should be making the playoffs every year and as you know all you got to do is get in 
right? I mean, you guys in your Super Bowl, you played a what uh, eight seed Pittsburgh team, weren't they? Right? They were like ten and six uh, coming into the playoffs that year. So you yeah. just got to get in. And as we know, the Seahawks are a team that nobody wants to see in the playoffs. You know, so the losses during the regular season are the losses. They just have to learn from them and 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 you know. Per, you know, correct the mistakes and, and whatever, and be peaking at the right time. Right. Yeah. It's, we've seen it time and time again, like you said, Pittsburgh that year in 05, um, the giants, the year in 2007 or eight, I think they were another wild card team mm-hmm. that reeled off their last six games yeah. to, um, to go to the, to the playoffs. Well, and then they beat the Patriots. Right. What were our very own Seahawks during the Beast Quake playoff game, right? I mean, we were we were uh, seven and nine, seven and nine going into the playoffs that year, and and you know, and and beat the Saints in the playoffs. So you just got to get in, you know, you just got to get in. Uh, let's talk about our zone in player though, because and and I want to talk about him because he had a great game and looked great uh, in a debut for the Seahawks, which is really nice uh, from a free agent standpoint. Carlos Dunlap, man, he. He had a great game. His official stats for the game are five total tackles, three of them solo, and one sack. I can't find a stat on pressures because that was your over-under that you gave. I think he had – in. Did you, well, did you find it? He had three quarterback hits, I think. Okay. I think that counts as a pressure. <laughs> All right, so you had the over-under at four. So if we're going to set it at three, then he had the under. I'll have to go back on the email and look for the zone-in winner from this week. But, uh, or wait, hold on. If he had three quarterback hits and one sack. I think the sack counts as both a sack and a QB hit. Yeah, and that'd be a press. Oh, okay. So it's only three then. Yeah. So you agree that maybe he just had three pressures? That is correct. Okay, so he had the under. So I'll go back on the email. Look, I just want to be official with all this stuff. You can't run a contest and not be official. Well, you right? still have to give me the address of our previous winner. Oh, no, don't worry. I'll get all that to you. Don't worry. Yeah, it's... Don't say that on the air. I'm procrastinating. Don't let the people know. <laughs> hey, man, it was a long week last week with all this uh, craziness in the world, okay? I'm trying. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can here. Uh, but anyway, uh, Carlos had an amazing game, man, and he's he's a beast out there. I, you had to be excited about watching him play. Yeah, that's a game changer, man. Uh, something you have to count for both the run and the pass game. Came off the edge, that one sack. He had the lineman with his right arm and then just grabbed Josh Allen like, hey, what's up, little dude? Because, I mean, Josh Allen's 6'5", 240, and he took him with one arm and just pulled him down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen that kind of freak athlete since my, my boy Julian Peterson. Um, I remember him doing that to uh, Roethlisberger, just reached over a guy, grabbed him by the back of the jersey and just pulled him down. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, look, it was a weird game because if you look at the stat column, I think we had like six or seven sacks in the game. Seven. So, you know, you, you're yelling about, I'm, or at least I'm sitting on my couch yelling about a pass rush, but then when you look at the stats, they have the sacks, but it just it, it just didn't, they didn't come at the right time or something. I, I don't know. The, the whole game looked weird, and honestly, I'm ready to just wash this whole taste out of my mouth and get onto the Rams later this week. Yeah. I am too, and I know everybody in that building at the VMAC is, is, is doing the same. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this puppy up then. That's it for the Seahawks podcast on your uh, – well, this we recorded on Tuesday, but 
This is our early in the week podcast for this episode. We'll be back a little later in the week to break down the Rams game. Actually, we're doing that in a big sort of roundtable format with the guys that do the Rams podcast for Believe Network. So it'll be a big supersized episode for everybody to look forward to. Lofa, what should we break this episode down to? Turnovers, man. We need turnovers. If you're going to give up yards, and not like we're trying to give up yards, but if you're going to, we're going to have to get the ball. So we're going to break it down to get the ball on three. Ready? Ready. All right. One, two, three. Get the ball. ball. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies, count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 